responsibility. So I just wondered if you'd like to reflect on your thoughts about the importance of trust and well, integrity. It, it, it's fundamental. And of course, you want to go through life uh, trusting the right people. Yes. And, and I've been extraordinarily fortunate in having what I refer to as the right heroes. I mm -hmm. mean, they, you know, they, they've never let me down. And, and yeah. uh, you know, I've run into plenty of problems here and there. But, but in terms of the people that I really wanted to pattern myself after. Yes. And there's been a dozen at least uh, over my lifetime. Uh, and I've never been let down by it. And it's a lot better way to go through, <laughs> through life. Uh, uh, you've got to be prepared sometime for things going wrong. Uh, but, but in the people that really counted, I've never, I've mm -hmm. heard, I've, I never experienced that starting, you know, with my dad and my wives and mm -hmm. various. I, it, uh, I can tell you that age 86, it's, uh, it's been a very good way to go through life. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. And, and when you say that the heroes are the people you've admired, are you including in those the, the leaders of the companies that you've invested in? in? In many cases, but it goes beyond that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, sure. I, obviously, with the companies we buy, we, we, we delegate to the point of abdication uh -huh. <laughs> here. And so I place full trust in them. I mean, we, yeah. we do not have a rules-based operation. We have mm -hmm. a principles-based operation. Yes. And, and I want people to respond to principles. Uh, uh, but a good bit has come outside of the business arena yeah. as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, my guess would be that um, your trust in them, trusting, now I'm talking about the businesses, trusting enough so that they felt valued and respected and all of that probably influenced their behavior and maybe even their performance. Yeah. It's... There's no question about it. I mean, yeah. a lot of people respond to trust. Not everybody does, but, yeah. but uh, you know, basically, my dad always trusted me. He, you know, he, 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 yeah. uh, he, he didn't say, you know, end up here, do this, do uh -huh. that, or anything like that. He uh -huh. said, look, at, you know, whatever you do, I'm for you. Well, 100%, as long as it's honest and productive. And, yeah. and uh, uh, I know it brought out better things in me than if he'd said, you know, unless you do this or that, I'm going to <laughs> disinherit yeah. you or whatever it may be. Yes. It's, it's, I, I really got an education mm -hmm. on that from the, before I can remember. Mm -hmm. So trust begets trust. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I really believe. Well, right now, really. as we sit here, I'm trusting about 70 managers. And I, uh, I write them a letter every two years. And I say, we have all the money we need. Mm. We'd like to have more money, but we got all we need. We don't have a shred of reputation more than we need, and my reputation and Berkshire's reputation is in your hands. You know, and, and I, I tell them if anything's close to the lines mm -hmm. uh, and you can't make up your mind, call me at home. Now, they don't nice. ever call me at home because they, they know if, if, it, if it comes up to a situation, they, they really know the answer. Yes, <laughs> they right. shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. Uh, but it's, and it doesn't work perfectly. But I think it works better mm -hmm. than anything else. I loved your statement about um, the ovarian the ovarian lottery. I've been lottery. talking about all my life. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> and and you know, to me, your willingness, first of all, to see that and say it, is belongs to another uh, quality that that I think is important, and that's humility. Yeah. In other words, not claiming nobody's done it all by themselves. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And. 
I've certainly found, and I imagine that this could even be a component of your success, that not having a big ego and not having to project yourself, it takes the threat away and yeah. it takes the fear away. So sure. people feel relaxed. Yeah. I mean, what I saw in the documentary about, you know, at your shareholders meeting, people felt like family. They do. And you treat them and, by and, family, and like family. And the truth is they are, and yes. they know the difference. So another thing I noticed in the course of your talking in the film was your emphasis both in terms of your commitment to the civil rights movement and also to women's opportunity on equality of opportunity. Absolutely. It was 50-50 whether I was born a female or a male. Yes. You know, and I didn't have anything to do with it. Yeah. And it made a big difference in 1930 when I was yeah. born. I have two sisters on each, one on each side, and, and they had absolutely... They had more talent than I had. They certainly had better personalities. And, <laughs> and one way or another, they got the message every day, never never explicitly, always, you know, that their job was to marry well. Mm -hmm. And I got the message I could do anything. Mm. And that, it, you know, I've, I've seen it in action. It really makes me enormously optimistic about the future of the country to think we came so far and during 90% of the time we didn't use half our talent. Right. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. But that was the yeah. situation. Actually, in the, in the mid-'80s, when I was with the New York City Partnership, there was a whole generation of CEOs retiring. And so they were getting more personal because as they approached retirement. And a lot of them talked about, because their daughters were coming into the workforce, and mm -hmm. how unfair it was. And I think there was a shift, which isn't completed yet, but which was in process at that point, because some of the people who had influence were suddenly feeling it in their own families and wanting their daughters to be able to have an equal shot. Peggy, in 1950, I went to Columbia. That's 30 years after the 19th Amendment was Columbia Business School, 30 yeah. years after the 19th Amendment, one woman in the class. Wow. It was the same way with civil rights. That's, that's what really got me about civil rights was that people just didn't think about it. Yes. I mean, they just... It was fine for them, so they just went on their way. Yeah. So you had these values, and I guess Susie was already thinking about how to give back to make the difference. But you always said that your role was to make the money, and yeah. that you I'd pile it up, and she'd unpile it. Yeah. And <laughs> that was I the mean, idea. what a perfect thing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I thought I'd be good at what I was doing. I thought she'd be very good at what she yeah, was which doing. Which she was, and it yeah. sounds like your children are also being. Oh, yeah, they're terrific. Huh? Yeah. But in terms of when you made that decision to to give the initially billion dollars to each of your children, did that like come out of the blue, or did you have family discussions about it? How no, did that? We don't know. Well, we didn't have so much family discussion. We had we had. Uh, Wealth wasn't really a discussion with the children. I mean, yeah. by the, they were out of the household before they even knew we had, uh, and they, they didn't have any expectations in terms of it or yeah. anything. So, in the 1990s, at some point, my wife had had this plan from when we were in our 20s, which goes back a long way. But uh, we we decided we'd seen uh, families were money messed everything up, and we'd seen families where money enhanced it. I mean, it, it, the money was neutral, but how people behave with it yes. <laughs> changed things in a big way. Yeah. And we knew 
we we knew the kids now are starting to grow up. I mean, they're they're, they're more mature. <laughs> it went out of work when they were twenty, but uh, and we we felt very good about how they were going. And and we had this one foundation that was destined to be of really great size. But that was the one Susie was running. Or? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was the only one we had for yeah. I mean for forty years or so. Mm -hmm. But uh, I decided that that. The last thing in the world I wanted to have was money caused problems within the family. Mm. And, and it just seemed very logical to have a separate foundation for each one mm -hmm. that would work uh, totally independently of me. I, I, would be, I would not be on the board and anything, mm -hmm. and I, uh, but where they could each follow their own passions, maybe how in farming, maybe mm -hmm. Susie in early education, but whatever it might be. I told them uh, that... I would never be judging one versus the other that in philanthropy it's hard to have an accurate mm. scare, scorecard and it's very long term and yes. I want them to fail some otherwise they're trying things that are too easy. Yeah. So I said I'm not keeping any scores on you at all and I will add to this as we go along but I will add equally. That, uh, and uh, Whereas if they were all, if everything had to come through the big foundation there would be times when they disagree, and when they would disagree, they might remember at the next meeting. And yes. I just, I'd seen too many problems associated with yeah. that. Uh, so we started, well, we started very small in one way, and then one Christmas, I, somewhere in the 90s, I, I incorporated three uh, uh, entities, and just at Christmas time told them that <laughs> I was putting a fair amount of money in, and then got added to subsequently, and, mm -hmm. and it's worked fine. So that part may have come as a surprise to them when it... Oh, it came as a big surprise. <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, it was a big surprise. It was more than a surprise. It was a big surprise. So. <laughs> and were all three of them already headed in the direction of being involved in either philanthropy or social action or whatever? A, a bit. I mean, yeah. you know, we talked a lot about it. No, yeah. no, that sort of... At that point in their lives. Uh, yeah. So they they knew then that there was going to be a lot of money coming someplace. Uh -huh. and, and But the idea of having three different ones mm -hmm. had not been discussed with them, mm. uh, and uh, in our case anyway, it, it, it worked out to be a terrific decision. Oh, they, yeah. it's, it's, the nice thing about it is, if one has a good idea, the other two can join in, but yes. it's voluntary. Yes. And the, the, you know, there's none of this two-to-one stuff or anything right, like that, right. or resentment about anything that, you know, my, her alma mater got more than yeah. <laughs> this one or something of the yeah. sort. So this way... They can each do things that they're good at. They yeah. can pick their shots, and if they have something that their siblings regard as a particularly good idea, mm -hmm. fine, they cooperate. Mm -hmm. Nice. Well, it's, been, it's been good for the family. I mean, forget about philanthropy. It's yeah. been good for the family. Yeah. Well, I mean, you tend to say that Susie had all the sort of human sensitivity, but that sounds to me like it took a fair amount of human sensitivity to make that decision. Well, I had her there helping me all the time. Believe me, no, no, she she was she still she, she, she was still around when she you was made still that around, decision. Absolutely, I no, see, no, yeah. she, this this happened many many years. Yeah, and right. And then when she died, then I had to rethink things. You had to rethink it, and that's when you were getting to know Bill and Melinda. And yeah, it 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 it, it was an obvious decision. I, I always like to let other people do the work, <laughs> and and but I want them to have the same values I have. Yeah, yeah. So if you can find somebody that is implementing your desires, mm -hmm. in effect, and uh, they'll do the work, and they're younger, and they've got more energy, and, and, mm -hmm. and they can take a longer uh, view out because mm -hmm. of their age. But it's important to have 
the same values. Yeah. And in the case of Bill and Melinda particularly, they were working with at scale yes. already. Yeah. Uh, but their belief that every life is of equal value is 100% in sync with me. Yes, right. So that was the basis of yeah. sort of the values behind that. Yeah. yeah. And then, and I did, it mentioned a billion, but actually I doubled what each of the three children, uh, on my birthday a few years ago, I just uh -huh. decided they'd done such a good job. I to, That's so then, nice. Yeah. An another example of trusting someone, really putting it to them that, it's up to them to do yeah, it's up to them. the important exactly. work. That's great. Yeah. Um, so I'd love to hear about yours and Bill and Melinda's thinking about the giving pledge. And what I gather is that you just wanted to set the standard by inviting anyone to join and then not interfere with how they gave away no, the no, money. We, we did that exactly. I mean, we, yeah. we want people to sort of wealthy people to re-examine, you know, what they really believe in. I mean, yeah. you know, your dad set up the dinner and, and uh, there were probably 14 or 15 people around the mm -hmm. table. And uh, Bill and I were just exploring in effect. We, we didn't have any set outcome in mind, but mm -hmm. we, wanted to, we wanted to talk to people who might otherwise have trouble talking to other people. I mean, these were people that had trouble finding peers exactly, yes. and they, they all had their own family situations. Yes. And fortunately, I, I happened to call on Eli Brode and Edie first. They were on my right down at the, at the end of the table. I said, just tell, tell us why, uh, uh, how you've gotten to your present charitable philosophy and so uh -huh. on. Not, not necessarily a pitch for any yeah. given thing. And, and fortunately, I picked two people that really opened up, mm. and that set the standard as I went around the table. People talked, and they yes. talked like they don't, a lot of them wouldn't talk with their own families. Yes. They talked, they talked like, you know, talk with, maybe they talked with their lawyer that way, but they, yeah. they, they really talked about what meant something to mm -hmm. them. And it was, it was, a, it was a huge success in the sense that it, it gave me an insight, Bill, mm -hmm. uh, as to how much these people cared, but what they, what, what they were struggling with in many cases in terms of their family, a whole bunch yeah. of things. So yeah. thank, thanks to your dad setting up that dinner. Oh. I'm very grateful. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, I know he was very happy to do it, and he was, he was already <laughs> intending to give away more than half of his oh, assets sure. anyway. Uh, no, I didn't, I didn't have any so, questions about him. Uh, yeah. But out of that came the feeling that people did really want to learn more about philanthropy, to learn more about families in philanthropy, yes. uh, but it turned out to be go way beyond what I anticipated yeah. at the time. People, it, it was it was a need that was <laughs> we ended up meeting, and yeah. and uh, uh, we never we don't try to get people to give to any given causes yeah. or anything like that. I mean, this is there is to help them with their philanthropy, yeah. and and fully as important maybe even more important, is through the letters to convey to generations to come uh, how other people that maybe the young people 50 years from now will admire. That's why I particularly like to get younger members of yes. this, you know, the Mark Zuckerbergs or, yep. uh, you know, whomever. And people get their values and ideas from someplace. That's and right. they usually get them from their heroes. Mm -hmm. And if, if, if by reading those letters, one of them or two of them strikes a chord uh -huh. with somebody 30 or 40 years, 
from now, it may result in huge sums directed by very smart people yes. who, who uh, have been inspired one way or another. Yeah. We've we found we we have some overlapping families who are members sure. of the Global Philanthropist Circle and the Giving Pledge, and but not only those. We've found that creating what we call the safe space, which I think is what you That's were referring it, well to, um, in which people can bring up the things that are not only in their minds but in their hearts. I mean, yeah. sometimes difficult family situations, you oh. know. And, Piggy, I've had people crying while oh, talking to me about it. You it's know. amazing. Yeah. I mean. We, we actually find we rarely have a meeting where at least one person doesn't cry. Yeah. And it, the way I see it is if people feel safe, they allow themselves to be a bit more vulnerable. And then other people respond to that. That's, and yeah. then the trust begins to get built. And then their hearts open. Yeah. And then the rest is all about love on the one hand and being open enough to really examine what strategically yeah. is going to make the most impact. Yeah. That's what happened that night. Yeah, um, I bet yeah. it did. That's, yeah. It's really great to hear that story yeah. from yeah. you. I, yeah. I appreciate it. Um, so another quality that obviously you've talked about, in fact, I think you even had a license plate that referred to this, Peter told me, is about your thriftiness. Thrifty, yeah, yeah and, right. <laughs> Some people should have said it should have said cheap. <laughs> A little more polite. Well, I loved that the opening of the of the film was about you going to McDonald's, McDonald's right? well, and yeah. your three different exactly. uh, breakfasts that you ordered depending on how the market was yeah, doing. Yeah, well, I, I mean, that latter part I, I, I for you fun, made it but, up, but, right. I, but it is true. The rest of the story is true. Right, no, no, I like that a a lot. And, but I mean, in a way, thriftiness, and not cheapness, but thriftiness can go hand in hand with not being ostentatious. If you're, yeah, and actually, if your money's going back to society, anything I do that wastes money that doesn't really have any utility right. for me, yeah. it's not coming out of me. It's coming, it's, it's coming out of the, it's really coming out of the foundation in the end. Yeah. Yeah. I'm spending the foundation's money. Yes. Yeah, because it's, there's going to be you know, huge amounts left over, and yeah. and if I want to, if I want to buy a you know five hundred million dollar yacht, I'm I'm not paying for it. Actually, people who would later on get help in yes. whatever, maybe family planning or something, are paying for it. Yes, because it's their money. I was born in 1930. Since that time, the real GDP per capita in the United States has gone up six for one. Yeah. Now, if somebody had told my parents in 1930, your, your son is going to live in a world where you have six times as much stuff per capita. Yeah. My parents would have said it's going to be utopia. Huh. And it may be utopia for me, but there's an awful lot of people who it isn't. You know, yes. and, and our country will just keep producing more and more stuff per capita. I mean, we've got yeah. a market system that works. Yeah. And it should distribute rewards unequally. I mean, that's yeah. part of a market system. But in this rigid society, uh, nobody should work 40 hours a week and, mm -hmm. and have a couple of kids and be worried to death about whether they've got right. health insurance or decent right. schooling or whatever it may be. I mean, we can take care of everybody. We're a rich family, yes. a super rich family. You mean the country? Yep. Yes. And how do you relate that to climate change? I mean, the fact that resources can get scarce or that, you know, our use of resources such as driving all over the place and emitting carbon? Well, the, the, the market system works extremely well, except it won't measure in 
long-term societal costs, and that's that's where it's government government's job to get in the picture. I mean, mm -hmm. it, you you don't want to mess up the market system. I mean, yeah. it will turn out things people want, yeah. but every now and then <laughs> they want something that is, is borrowing. Yes. You know, you can make it whether it's you know strip mining. I mean, there's a whole bunch of things that the market system yeah. is going to tell market participants to do, and it it's it's in their personal interest to do it. It's in the short term interest to do it, and society pays a price. And then society, through government, essentially has to take yeah. that on. We we don't want them to shoot the golden goose. But we want to make sure those eggs get distributed a little yes. more. We want yeah. the goose to lay more and more eggs, but yeah. but we want to make sure they don't don't all go to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, the last thing I wanted, because I've used up enough of your time yeah. already, is um, when Forbes did a thing of the ten lessons from Warren Buffett. Uh, your last one was give unconditional love. Yeah, and I found that very touching and. Very true, mm -hmm. and I wondered if you'd be it's willing to just. It's the most powerful force in the universe, you know. Yeah. I mean, and you can't buy it. You know, <laughs> the, the two most important things in, uh, uh, in many cases, become time and love, and you yeah. can't buy either one of them. Yeah, you know? it, and uh, uh, you know, I got it. Uh, I didn't get it every place, but I got it enough places so that it, it, yeah. uh, it helped me enormously. And I've, I've just seen the power of it. So yeah. It, uh, uh, you know, if you're receiving it, you ought to be very grateful. And, yeah. and when you can, it's appropriate, you can dish it out. It can't be, can't be uncritical of. <laughs> no, uh, I mean, no. then it doesn't have the no. same value. Yeah. You know, I, I think it was Kierkegaard or somebody said, you know, life, it, 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 it must be, uh, it must be judged backwards, but it has to be lived forwards. But the truth is, you really want to reverse engineer it. Yeah. You know, what are you going to feel good about eventually? Mm -hmm. I've never known anybody that had a lot of people that loved them when they're 70 that felt like a failure. And I know plenty of people that have everything the world thinks would be what you would want, you know, and their own children, you know, yes. basically don't like them. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, and, and they're failures. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a, probably a good place to end this conversation, <laughs> yeah. and I really appreciate it. Well, I appreciate you coming out.